Well, good evening and welcome to Sports on the Porch. Uh, Caught me snapping there during the intro. Uh, Just excited to be back and the music just got me going. I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, And Josh, welcome. We are are remote tonight, but welcome to the podcast. We are remote tonight, Matt, but it's great to see you. I'm just so excited to have you back. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I miss you so much, man. Well, um... It, wow. It was uh it was a tough two weeks, but uh we made it through it. And uh well, I mean just for to our be listeners. With you, go ahead. I've I've never uh I don't have a timetable for how long it takes to recover from a unitard unicycle accident. Like this is kind of unprecedented territory. Yeah. And so in my opinion, the fact that you got back in, in the just under three weeks, that's impressive. Well, it, it doesn't come with a lot of, you know, without a lot of uh, physical therapy and, uh, you know, just a lot of willpower, to be honest with you. So, because uh, there's some, uh, you know, there's some areas of the body that just take longer to heal, if you know what I mean. Well, how, to quote a movie, Matt, and it just seems appropriate, how did you get the beans above the frank? Well, that's none of your business. And I'll thank you for staying out of my private affairs, to quote another movie. Well, at any rate, I'm glad to have you back, buddy. Well, and it's good to be back, and uh, thank you for taking over uh, during that uh, during that time. And we did take a little break last week, but we're back. And uh, I'm curious. Uh, I will be posting a picture of the of the temperature, but because uh, you sent me that, but tell me, what is the temp there on in the Screenport studio? It, it's 30 degrees, Matt, and the wind's coming out of the north. Thankfully, the house blocks the wind, as you know, when it's coming out of the north, but it still kind of comes around the corner. So, sure. so I'm getting a bit of a wind chill in here. Um, I know the picture that I sent you will show you 32 degrees, um, but that's just because my um, hot head was by by the uh, Wheaton Dumont, and it's a very responsive uh, thermometer, so it already registered the the couple degrees increase. It certainly did, um, and, and you you do have a lot of hot air in that hot head of yours. <laughs> I sure do. Yeah, yeah. So it is. Um, it's nippy out. Um, to, to put it mildly, um, I, I've gotten already used to kind of the warm, balmy temperatures that we've ex- experienced thus far in mu- March. And, right. Um, this is a this is a change. It definitely is, and uh, thankfully the change doesn't stick around very long because we will get warm tomorrow, and that is exciting. Uh, and then warm for the weekend—that's even more exciting. Uh, and. The exciting part about that is we got a little baseball coming up, and again, we need the warm weather for that. So that's going to be exciting. But I'm really curious because I can't quite read it. Uh, is what's in your cup? You sent me the. It's a really cute can. Boy, it looks like it's Kool Aid or something. I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, this is not Kool Aid, my friend. Um, love the artwork that Oliphant does on on their uh, beers. Mm-hmm. This is the Oliphant. It, uh, it's an Imperial Stout with coffee and Chipotle. It's quite tasty, and the name is fabulous. Super talent, fragilistic. <laughs> and that's two words. Super talent, 
and then is one word is one word and then fragilistic. Uh, it, and then are those otters or chipmunks or guinea pigs or what are what are those on the can there? Yep. All right. Uh, good answer. Good answer. Uh, and in the flavor, my friend, the Imperial Stout coffee and Chipotle. How does that go together? It goes together well. It's it's kind of like a Mexican coffee, you know. You, you get a little bit of the the spiciness with it. I think you could handle this. It's not at all overly spicy. You just get a little bit of a, a spice in the back of the throat on the way down, and um, otherwise, the coffee flavor and the stout flavor really come out. It's it's lovely. Wow, very nice. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it and keep enjoying that. Uh, and it's a good beer to have on a 30 degree uh, evening, evening if you will. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention uh, it's a it's a 10.0 ABV. So. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, only one for you, my friend. Only one. Hey, I'm not driving. Are you sure? You never know. Um, you might have to drive. Well, there's I guess there's nope. nothing saying you might you won't. Um, so we're, we're getting into this end of the spring or well, middle of the spring here. Uh, one of the things that we always look forward to, I know I look forward to, uh, in springtime here is baseball season. Um, the twins obviously finishing up spring training, uh, and the season begins tomorrow. Is that correct? Opening day? Tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday night. It's it's opening day tomorrow uh, across the uh, MLB. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? I think it's the only day in baseball where every team plays. Is that correct? Uh, no. A lot of times they, they've started this out in past years with teams playing in Japan or Taiwan. Sure. That kind of a thing. And they play like a week or two ahead of time. So this true uh, opening day, and I, I think all teams are in action, it will be one of the more rare, maybe in recent memory, opening days where everybody is, is playing. Playing on the same day. Yes. Yeah, that, correct. That's super exciting. Again, it's so good to have baseball back. Um, possibility of having fans in the stands. Uh, so that'll be good. Um I know the Wild are going to do that as well, uh, and this is really yeah. super exciting to to have this. It just it feels uh, it feels normal. Uh, I know that last year um, it was just it was an interrupted season, and then it was uh, or no a delayed season, and then it was just a shorter season. So here we are with full baseball, um, you know, and there's there's for me. When I, when I think about baseball and I think about a 162-game season, because it's the 162 this year, right? Going full season. We're playing all of them. Yeah. Yep. There's a strategy to that where the strategy is different for, say, a 60-game season or, uh, or anything shorter than the 162. And there's, right. there's, there's a strategy to going 162 and maintaining the stamina. And endurance. Yeah, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly, and so if you have uh, if you have a streak of say five or six or seven games where you lose, your season isn't over. Where in a shorter season, say like last year, um, you get those losing streaks, and it, to catch back up or to recover from that is near impossible. Um, yeah, where, it's over, Johnny. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, your leg has been swept. So, you know, here's the here's the beauty part about baseball is, as you mentioned, it is a marathon, and there's something exciting about that, but in a non like action way. Uh, it's like a it's like a long game of risk, you know. Something. Oh. You know what I'm talking the about? The Ukraine is not weak. <laughs> so this will be this will be a fun season. And the Twins hey, are looking pretty good. They are, but sidebar, what's your strategy in risk? Um what, 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 how do you how do you take it? Well I like to I like to um build up forces for build up first. And then and then start to attack instead of just attacking right away. Okay, you see, I I'm attack first, and I try to if I have any uh, foothold in the Australia, um, yeah. I, I'm uh, attacking, and I I want those uh, pieces every turn as soon as I can get them. Sure. Um, so I, I and I know that's a, it's an obvious strategy, but um, it's been- I, I think it is a. a a good one um free pieces are always great it's been absolutely years since i've played risk and uh i'll be honest with you it's um i know that i'm more of a just kind of hold back and build up before i attack but my strategy certainly could change in my old age um if i were to play risk again uh i I mean (laughs) Do they even I, do they even sell it anymore? Is it even available? Oh yeah, board games are huge. Yeah. Um, that's one of the the hot uh, COVID, and there's been many, but uh, certainly right. board games have made a, a resurgence. Um, I was sorting my board game closet uh, just the other week and um, looking fondly upon my um, circa 1970s um, version of Risk and. Um, it's got little plastic containers in the inside of it that, that hold the pieces. It's, uh, it, it's great. Um, wow. so sometime, sometime um, we'll have to play. post, uh, yeah, post, uh, podcast, we will have a game of risk and we'll have to record that podcast, um, on a, a Friday night. So, uh, we don't have to get up for school in the morning That's true. and, we could even uh, play. We could even risk play really, risk. It's, it, we could play risk uh, while we're doing the podcast. I, that would be riveting. Actually. It would be. I'm sure. There's nothing Our better. Would love it. <laughs> 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 oh, and, and I'm sure uh, all of the listeners are like, "All right, let, let's move on." And you haven't even started playing risk. So, uh, with that, baseball, Matt. Yeah. So baseball. The twins. I'm excited. The twins. Uh, you and I talked about this at the beginning, uh, prior to spring training happening, and just on paper, what they look like. And on paper, they look like they're a hundred win team. Uh, they're a playoff team. Um, where it goes beyond the, there, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see them being an October baseball team, but uh, and and late into October, but th- we just we don't want to make any guesses toward that. At least I don't. In this, because this team has been great, has had 100 win seasons, and then loses four games to the Yankees. So, Matt, um, we all know how 
strong my predicting has been um, yes. with sports really over the last, yeah. I don't know, call it two months. Very, very so, good. So I'm going to go ahead and predict that this is going to be shocking to you. The Minnesota Twins are not going to make the playoffs. Not only are they going to be the worst team, even more so than the Detroit Tigers, but I predict they're the worst team in Major League Baseball. Ever? Not ever, just this year, record-wise. All right. That's hard to quantify ever. It's true, true. No, but they'll have the most losses in, in the majors this year for sure. Wow. Uh, stands to reason then they would have the least amount of wins, but that's just, you know, my Minnesota math. Um, so that's interesting. That's a, that's a quite interesting take, uh, being that, uh, you've shown such confidence in their lineup, uh, you know, especially batting, but, um, you know, defense, uh, defensively they've improved, uh, they've improved on pitching, um, yeah. You know, so where are you where are you coming from with that, my friend? Well, it it's just going to be a struggle throughout the year, um, and there's probably going to be injuries and bad luck and things like that that happen. But going into the the season, right, hope springs eternal. So for the rest of the podcast, I'll speak positively about the Twins and right. my hopes for them. Um, I'm, I don't want to dwell on the negative that I just shared. Sure. I just wanted to put that out there. None of us want to dwell um, on the negative. So from a positive perspective, you know, it, if this were any other year, probably I'd say that a Twins team like this probably wins 96-plus games. Um, they've gone really from a – or remade themselves uh from the playoff team of of two years ago and last year was just kind of a weird year so i'm just gonna say whatever to that year um but two years ago uh most home runs in major league history the bomba squad all of that right they've they've now shifted really to kind of a pitching and defense along with the hitting like all three areas i'm trying to figure out what area is the best two years ago was for sure the hitting right but i i i almost wonder after last year's struggles a bit coming back down to earth um again shortened season like i said whatever that season was um but the pitching is is much improved this might be the best twins rotation that we've seen in years since Um, uh, since the depth liriano era or brad radke era which era the the Santana and Deliriano Radke uh, time frame, this is as good, if not better than that. Wow! Um, when you can lead off uh, your your rotation with Kinta Maeda, um, Cy Young runner up uh, in his first shortened stint with the Twins, um, into Barrios, mixing Pineda, um, uh, J. A. Happ. And to start the year, Matt Shoemaker to uh, round out the rotation. But you've got Randy Dobnak, who there's just some glowing reports about. Um, and congratulations, Randy. So this guy goes from Uber Drive a couple of short years ago playing independently baseball to now being a multimillionaire. Um, right. he, he signed like a $9 million contract extension. So, way to it's go. A, Good on you, yeah, Randy. This is that's a, fabulous. It's a Kurt Warner story. It really is what it is. And that's, I think, amazing to 
to see those types of stories and see guys that can, um, you know, come out and, and uh, obviously playing independent league, but get, get, uh, get seen, uh, you know, get noticed and then succeed. Because uh, it's not so much uh, to just get noticed uh, when you're in situations like that, but to then get um, uh, successful and maintain that success uh, throughout because, you know, we know how hard the major leagues is. And that's what I'm going to ask you about this pitching rotation. So, yeah, they're all great on paper, but how do they perform over 162 games? That's the thing with our pitching is that we get guys in slumps. We get guys who maybe have an injury. Um, I mean, are these good high stamina players that can really uh, last a whole season? Uh, or are they um, flashes in the pan that are going to be gone the first hangnail that they get? I, I really think that um, the top three, I, I feel confident in, in Maeda. It hasn't shown a, a big injury history um, back with the Dodgers. They used to try to protect his arm a little bit. Sure. Um, and and um, he started out the season as a starter for three quarters of the year. And then as the Dodgers would move into playoff mode, he'd kind of shift to the bullpen and be used as a high leverage arm. Um but I, I think that he's ready to go. Um, Jose Barrios hasn't had a, a history of injuries uh, with the Twins, and I think he's really in the prime of his career, just entering that for a starting pitcher, where he, he's ready to to hump up over a hundred or I'm sorry, over two hundred innings. Um, Pineda is a, a workhorse who we've seen him. Um, missed time previously to injury when he was with the Yankees and, and that. But I think that uh, he's he's over the those injuries, um, past the PED, and um, he's he's fighting for his contract uh, year, I believe, this year. So sure. uh, certainly a motivated 6'7", 280-pounds uh, right there. Very much so. And then from there, really, I'm fine if you mix in veterans like Hap and Shoemaker – uh, you put Dobnak with it. You throw Thorpe out there if you need to, and um, y- you mix and match because that bullpen um, is is I think really going to be strong. Um, back end, you've got uh, Colome, the uh, free agent from the White Sox. Of course, we have Taylor Rogers there. Um, we have uh, Hansel Robles, who prediction here, Matt, right. the last Minnesota Twins active player to wear number 57 oh uh, Chuck Knobloch no 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 I'm saying he's going to be the last oh 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 Chuck Chuck Knobloch is certainly the answer for many trivia questions involving the Minnesota Twins and if you could just say Chuck Knobloch uh, appropriately that'd be that'd be appreciated Knobloch thank you you're welcome uh, yeah. yeah. So Yo Johan Santana. Are you are you kidding me? They're going to retire his number because of him. I'm I'm just making a prediction out there, but he he was number 57 for the Twins, a phenomenal career and Hall of Fame career, and he's going to retire um, or go into the Hall of Fame. I think as a Minnesota Twin, how as a kind of organization that's been starved for these elite players sure. um, in, in the last 
30 years. How do you not want to retire Johan Santana's number? Sure, I, I, I get that. Um, and and the, it certainly will happen. But, uh, uh, you know, our history with elite players is we don't ever hang on to them. It's, there's very few that we've kept throughout. And, and then won championships with. Um, keep in mind the last championship that um, the minute that we won in baseball was in 1991. So that was before. Matt, you hey, were hold alive. on, buddy. Matt, you could have just left off baseball in that statement. No, the no. last championship no. we won was 1991. That's not that true. would have been sufficient. That's not true, Josh. That's not true, and I'm going to make you eat your words, and you're going to. Well, have... I know, I know. Minnesota Lynx, Minnesota go for hockey. Uh, Minnesota, probably U of M wrestling. Let's just say Minnesota Lynx. We don't have to involve college sports. Uh, Minnesota Lynx is enough for me. It's a major league sport. I know that it's not the same level, but uh, we need to get over that. And uh, you know, the Lynx have a great, great dynasty uh, there in those years. So uh, let's not and overlook that. We, no, and I, I, I did not intend that at all. We've uh, visited many times about the links in their um, th- their reign of, right. of uh, supremacy. Very so, dominant team um, at that time as well. Um, you know the the Lindsay Law or not Lindsay. <laughs> and, and and maybe uh, more so. My point was to yeah. to kind of go back yeah. to the early nineties. Well, right? in 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 a in a let's say a a. a Class A or Tier A uh, Major League Sport, yes. 91 is the last one. Uh, again, not saying that the, the, the links were, are not up there, but they are, certainly are a uh, you know, Major League Sport. But um, they're on the just... Absolutely. They're on the tier yeah. below that. And that's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's just like Major League Soccer is on the tier below uh, NFL. You know, so... Um, yep. But... You have, uh, you have a Twins team that has did did really really well in the eight, well late eighties uh, and uh, early nineties in free agency and maintaining and keeping players that were excellent, um, and then they had a long history of winning divisions, but not going beyond that very much. And now they've had a long history, aka. The garden hire years. It's true, true. I get that. Um, and, well, not just the garden hire, but the Paul Molitor years. I mean, we have true. we have years where, uh, you know, we make it to the playoffs or, you know, we're, we're a wild card or we win our division and we go nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And this, it's become almost a meme. It's become a joke uh, of the Twins is that they... You know, doesn't matter what their record is in the regular season; they they lose in the first round, um, and, and it spread to the Wild, it spread to the Vikings. You know, it spread everywhere in Minnesota sports, and it's the Twins, in my opinion, that need to break that cycle. I I completely agree with you and my optimistic view of the Twins <laughs> since um, about 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, but I I want to just uh, spring a, a brief tr- trivia. question question on you all right uh, what is the difference between ron gardenhire and paul molitor uh what about 100 pounds true but the answer we're looking for is ron gardenhire one spot of tv for me at best 
by Paul Molitor oh. didn't. Wow. Was he a nice man? Was he a nice man? Tell me he was a he nice was. man. He, he was. He was. He was the kind of in and out. The wife had a few questions. Um, but I, if I recall correctly, it was a 27-inch flat-screen Sony, and those puppies weighed about 9,000 pounds. Oh, back in the day, yeah. Yep. Back in yep. the day. Not high definition, um, but it was the flat screen. That was all the rage at that time. So based on your predictions, uh, we won't even have to worry about the Twins making the playoffs this year. Um, so we'll see. Uh, speaking of making the playoffs, they are currently, if we were to end the season today and begin the playoffs today, the Minnesota Wild would be in the playoffs. Is that not correct? Yeah. I think it's correct. It's correct. Um, it's Trust me, it's correct. Uh, I, are, I haven't looked. We're third in our division. Recently. We're third in our division, and the top four teams get uh, get in. And if I, the last time I looked, St. Louis was behind us by six points. And then it's us, then it's Colorado, and then it's the Knights, I believe. Uh, I'm sure somebody will correct me on that if I'm wrong. And, you know, I do have a cell phone that I could look up and uh, look that up. But you know what? I'm lazy and I don't want to do it. But Well, the Knights are in first, Avalanche are in second, Wilder in third. That's kind of what I just said. But um, so we have this kind of we, we have this team and they are so good when they want to be i hate to say that because we've had so many minnesota teams do this where they play up to their or down to their competitor um for instance uh just the other night um they played the san jose sharks Mm-hmm. San Jose is not a great team. Uh, they're still an NHL team, obviously, but they're not a great team. And we were ahead, and we let them come back into that game, and then we had to come back, and then we lost in a shootout. Again, this is a team that a dominant team like the Wild should be, should just take care of. Um, and I know it's, I don't know, it's different maybe because... Uh, we're still finding our success, but it, it was it was tough to uh, pay attention to that game. Of course, you can't watch them because you can't watch the Wild on TV unless you pay buttloads of money or have you know special connections. But if you have like a satellite dish or something, I have a satellite tough. dish, but I'm not paying what is... a buttload of money to get the sports package. Which right. you, yeah, I don't need 250 channels, Josh. No. And I, I just want one Bally Sports. I will pay you twenty dollars, twenty five dollars a month for your one freaking channel. Just make it happen. Yeah, Come I would on. too. If I if I have the opportunity to watch the Wild and the Twins, um, yeah, I would absolutely. Uh, and and uh, you know, uh, whatever other Minnesota sports uh, are out there, I would watch that. I have to be honest, I probably would watch that channel more often than I'd watch any other channel. Because I rarely watch TV anyway. Um, and so if, if it were available, absolutely. And hopefully, I'm hoping that Bally's buying uh, Fox Sports North uh, makes that happen at some point. But uh, we do digress and we sort of are guilty of tangents all the time. But let's talk about these wild, you know, Kaprizov, uh, the last eleven games, Matt. Yeah. Last eleven. Yeah. Eight wins, three losses. That's amazing. And one That's of those is an overtime loss, team. correct? 
One Correct. Of those, yeah. Yep. So in, in the in the shootout. Yeah, in the shootout, and, and again, this is a. You're right. This is a team that that just screams dominance. Uh, you've you've got a pretty good offense. You've got two really decent lines, and you have a superstar. You have a couple of superstars. You have one that's kind of old, and then you have one that's up and coming, and and you have really solid players. I think Reed has pointed out our our need is with a center. But then you have very good defense, you know, and I think Reed has said it's, what, top five in the NHL? Uh, can't remember exactly where he ranked them, but they were pretty high. And now we're showing, and again, there was an unknown, but now we're showing that we have two top-tier goalies. Um, and and I, th- I think that's rare, and I think that is a key to winning uh, to winning the Stanley Cup or, or making it farther in the playoffs. This this is an amazing year, and I, I just I can't stress enough how important it is for a team like this, and maybe I'm just being too negative, but to come out on the ice and exhume dominance uh, on other teams and just don't, don't let up. Don't let teams get back in a game. When you are ahead, you put your knee... And you thrust it into their gut and you punch them in the face. I mean, these are a lot of hockey things that happen, but you can't, you can't let up on these teams. And that's what they did against San Jose. Uh, And there were games against Colorado Avalanche where they didn't even show up. These are the games that are going to count. These are the games that, you know, everyone's looking at to see how far you'll make it in the playoffs. So um, there's a, there's a, there's a great opportunity here for the Minnesota sports team to prove everybody wrong uh, and not play down to a comp- you know, to a lesser competitor or suddenly play up to a competitor, although they did not do that against Avalanche. But I, I like their chances, and I like, I like what I see, and I like the potential, but it, it's got to be fulfilled for, to make me a true believer. Well, I don't mind teams that play down to their competition as long as they make the playoffs. Right? Because right. But we've made the playoffs it, before, If they Josh. play up to the other teams, it, what's that? We've made the playoffs before. We've made the playoffs no, and then we is, lose. This, this is a different team. This team has a different edge. <laughs> it probably has the best goalie combo in the league. I agree. Um, the best skill player that we've had in the franchise in 15 years. I agree. Um, I think that uh, this team is still finding its identity and who they are and playing up to your competition and playing like teams like the Golden Knights hard on, right. on this type of a playoff-like schedule. I right. love them. And, and if you're going to have a letdown, I'd much rather the letdown come against uh, a lowly team than a team that you're going to see in the playoffs. So, right. uh, you know, I obviously you want to take care of business against the teams you should beat, but again, they're finding their identity, and if they're going to get pumped up and play their asses off uh, against the top company, it, make the playoffs and see what happens. Right. You know, the, the challenge um, that you put out for the Twins um, about – five minutes ago to be the team that ends the uh, Minnesota sports 
victory losing streak. Uh, right. Why not the Wild? We've already planned the parade route. Well, we have, and and Reed, I'm, I apologize, it's going to get a little busy over there, but um, but yeah, it's you're right. I I think the Wild could do it, um, and I think the Wild have an opportunity here. So I hope that they can break that cycle, and and kind of prove again, maybe show the Twins the way. I guess. Um, I think Reed's prediction early on was they are a, a borderline playoff team, but they don't make it too far in the playoffs. Obviously, I think he the caveat with that, with what Reed said, was once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen, which is true. Um, speaking of playoffs, Josh, uh, again, we could talk ad nauseum about the Wild, but uh, there's a tradition going on right now in Minnesota that you and I grew up with, and it will continue to go on long after you and I are gone, and that is the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament. Uh, this is, yes. this is a tra- tradition. This is something that uh, in past days, uh, and I think maybe even today, uh, kids got out of school for and went, were able, not today because you can't go watch them, but uh, you were able to go watch the, um, you know, the kids play. So uh, that to me is, is exciting that it's still going on, obviously, during COVID. What's not exciting to me is uh, I have family from Hermantown, uh, Minnesota, and Hermantown had a great, great, great hockey team. And the only thing that beat them was COVID. Uh, they were unable to uh, pl- uh, show up for their first game with their full complement of players, so they played with JV, uh, and they lost against a, I'll be honest, a lesser team, um, and nothing against that team. They certainly made the playoffs, but uh, Hermantown did lose. And then your defending champions, uh, which are the Hill Murray Pioneers, um, had to forfeit their first game against Wyzetta, and again, because mm-hmm. of COVID. Uh, you and I have talked about this on the podcast, and, and you know, this season or this year, or or I should say 2020 and 2021, where it's having a definite big effect on us, there's got to be an asterisk, or there's got to be something that shows that this, you know, for people 100 years from now can say, well, you know, Hill Murray could have won that year, but, you know, they were held out by, and it wasn't anybody on the Hill Murray team that had COVID. It was somebody on the White Bear team that they had played a week or less than a week before, but uh, because of close contact, um, even though Hill Murray brought a lawsuit, two of them actually, to to the courts to say, hey, it wasn't that much contact. Uh, It was less than uh, two minutes per time. Um, And so, you know, with all the things going on, uh, they thought they should be able to play. And they were not able to play, so uh, Wyzetta won that game, obviously, by forfeit. Thoughts on the... Uh, uh, give me some of your memories, Josh. Let's talk about something happier. Give me some of your memories of past high school hockey tournaments. Any Anything stick out for you? 
anything, you know, kind of... Yeah, you know, I was um, fortunate to be part of um, some great Anoka hockey teams. Sure. In the late 90s, um, they, when I was going to high school um, in Anoka, we went to state a couple times. Yeah, Duluth East upended us, uh, Greyhounds, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I was... Uh, not an official member of the team, man. Yeah. I was more of an employee for the Anoka area ice arena. Mm-hmm. And I worked in the pro shop. And I recall uh, countless um, pairs of skates that I sharpened. Sure. Um, none, none of which were ever for one of the high school players. Um, but still, they would come in the pro shop, and I would give them the skates that somebody else sharpened. Yeah. Not because I was not good at sharpening. Uh, they didn't trust me with them or something. I don't know. But anyway, I felt I like I made a really big impact with that team. Um, uh, of course, not big enough to, to carry us to the state championship or no. not. But, you know, just being part of the team and, and you know, being able to clean up their locker room. You know, I, I just felt like one of the guys. So, yeah, a, a lot of fond memories. So of, of in, that form. Were, were you invited to all the parties and such that that the hockey team had? No, no, maybe. Well, I'm sure you were invited. You just were busy and otherwise occupied, so you couldn't go. And understandable. Uh, I'll let you think about that for a while. So, my uh, my uh, memories are of teams like Roseau and Warro. These are little small towns in northern Minnesota that all they do once the lakes freeze over is play hockey. Uh, I mean... Some of these uh, places, I think one of the places this year up north, even had a, a long uh, trail along one of the rivers that went through town that you could just skate from one end of it to the other and, of course, stop along the way or whatever. But, uh, again, they're born with skates on. It's just an amazing thing. We are the state of hockey. Uh, so it, to watch little schools like that come up and then uh, beat up on big teams like Edina and beat up on big teams like Hill Murray... Um, you know, these are, these are some really cool uh, memories to have. And, and again, these kids are having these memories. Now you have a team, uh, like Dodge County who's in the, you know, they're, they're a class A, but they're, uh, this is a team that's never been to the, the state hockey tournament before. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, where they go with this. So, uh, we lost Josh here. We're going to give him a call back here really quick and see if we can't get a hold of him but again these are some great great hockey uh memories for these kids um so uh we'll be back in just a second so one moment please all right we're back and got josh back here on the line josh yeah you need to pay your phone bill uh that's just the first thing you need to do um so again uh i was just what when you left Go ahead. Whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. How are you going to throw me under the bus for paying my phone bill? Um, you've been telling me the podcast royalty checks are coming in the mail. The sponsorship checks, all of these things yeah. for the podcast are they, coming in the mail. I'm counting on that money, buddy. Oh, they're in the mail. No, I put them in the podcast account. Oh. Well, yeah, they're in the podcast account. Oh, just change my cell phone bill to that. Perfect. <laughs> 
Perfect. Good idea. So, Josh, I was just sharing memories of uh, past uh, high school hockey tournaments with the small schools coming and beating up at the big schools. So it was a lot of fun. But what I really want to hear is, because uh, you gave me a little sneak preview, what's in your bowl? Well, tonight, Matt, I'm honoring opening day tomorrow with oh. a little snap, crackle, pop, baby. This is this is Rice Krispies, an old school uh, cereal. It's in my bowl. But what better tagline than snap, crackle, pop? Oh yeah. Pop to kick off the baseball season. It was a football reference to talk about baseball. Gotta love that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, of course, this is one that when you pour milk over it, that it does snap, crackle, and pop right back at you. So this is a cereal that really speaks to you. It does. You know what I like doing with this one? I, I don't often, um, in my uh, quote-unquote healthy cereals, add any sugar to it. But a little bit of sugar with Rice Krispies is quite tasty. It's almost necessary. I think it even says it on the box that you have to put it with it. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, a marketing genius like myself would simply sell uh, the box with a little with packs of sugar inside the box that you could uh, that you could use for your cereal. So, good choice, my friend. That uh, thank you, my a, man. A long tradition. Uh, obviously, with the with our outage and sabbatical, we have uh, foregone the. Um, uh, cereal bracket. Uh, we may do a mid-year. Uh, again, nothing saying that you have to do it in March, but uh, we uh, we just didn't get an opportunity to get that put together. But we, it's it's something in the back of our minds and something that we want to do at some point. So we will well, certainly set that. And and honestly, really at this point, Matt, it's just become a running joke. Yeah, almost. Uh, yeah. Almost to to a certain so much so that uh, I really want to do it now. So. <laughs> I had a really good idea for it too. I'm sure you did. Maybe but some year. Save it for the podcast. Um, Perfect. We, as we always, uh, want you to comment and share your thoughts with us. So please uh, tweet us on Twitter, which is sports on wait MN Sports on Porch, <laughs> and then or you can message us on yep. Facebook, which is uh, Sports on the Porch, right there on Facebook. So. Uh, give us a shout out there or like our page if you so choose um, and we'd be happy to hear from you so thanks again for listening and win twins how do you steal that one from me buddy uh, um, go wild I'll take that <laughs> go wild and you know what and that's all we're going to go because uh, there's nothing else happening although nope Minnesota hockey lost too so too bad uh, actually, go Bulldogs. I, I'm, 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 I know. I said it. Go Bulldogs. D Duluth is your surrogate home. You spend more time in Duluth, <laughs> I think, than you do anywhere else. Sometimes it's a beautiful community, uh, and I have a beautiful lake, and they have great sports teams. So go Bulldogs! All right, thanks for joining us, everybody, and have a great evening. Good night, everybody. We're gonna win, twins, march, and baseball, so crack down.